0: With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org.
2: This ball sends it over to Edward Robles, go Insert Name FC! What is up, everybody? we got another episode of Insert Name FC. I'm your host, Hector Flores, and with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show. Edward Robles, yes, sir, that is I. How are y'all doing, Matt? You know what? I feel really, really good. I mean, yes, <laughs> Arsenal beat Liverpool in oh, the in the Carabao Cup. On. So yeah, I'm sipping on the Kool-Aid. If you guys didn't see it on Twitter at Insert Name FC, I was sipping on the Kool-Aid really hard. He was he was sipping on it too hard. Hey, Just, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back. I don't care, man. Right now, I'm, I'm riding the wave because right now. Uh Liverpool's on a winning streak and no Liverpool's on a losing streak and Arsenal is in a winning streak. Arsenal jinx Liverpool in that last. Night. I feel I feel amazing. Oh man. my God. <laughs> but not only that, man, but this is a great day for people from the city of Houston, man. Um, I know normally we talk about soccer, but just the fact that Bill O'Brien, the head coach of the Houston Texans, got fired. Cheer emote, cheer emote, cheer emote. Oh my God, man. Like. <laughs> there's some pretty dumb head coaches. And I mean, this guy is, not only was he the head coach, but he was the GM. So he was in charge of making moves and transactions for the team. And they've been terrible, especially when we lost our beloved DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, come back, bro. We we miss you. Can we like, can they like forego any like transactions after firing a general manager? I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, like like I said, the Harvey situation, the, the Hurricane Harvey situation, it's like trading 10 loaves of bread for $5,000. But then when you look back at it, you're like... After everything's uh, all settled down, you're like, damn! I could really use that five grand now. Mm. And I'm right, already from the guy the break. that would rather rather have twenty dollars a day than. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so great day for the people from the city of Houston, man. You know, you got that going on. You got the Astros going in, are in the playoffs still as well, yes, which a lot of people expected not to be in the playoffs. Um, but aside from that, man, another good thing that happened in the city of Houston is homegrown talent Memo Rodriguez. Obviously, we're an official Memo Rodriguez podcast. Got a huge extension, man. This, this is I, I don't think of anybody more deserving of this opportunity for him. This kid is a humble player. Um, I mean, the second that the Dynamo signed him from the Youth Academy, he's one of the rare, like, Youth Academy signs that the Dynamo have had in their history. I mean, now they're yeah. signing more Youth Academy players, which is great. But Memo, to me, was, like, the original. He's not the original, but he's, he's definitely one of the originals that have been able to successfully have a good career with the dynamo. Yeah. And even though it was kind of uh, struggling at the beginning because he, he ended up getting uh, loaned out to Charlotte. I mean, Charleston, not Charlotte, Charleston battery, uh, playing in the USL. I mean, he had to really humble. I mean, this kid is a very humble. I don't even, I can't even call him a kid. He's, he's a grown man too, but I mean, <laughs> he's just a humble person. I mean, like most people in that situation, especially as young as he was, to be loaned out, I mean, that that can take its toll on people. And then for him to come back and then having to play with the Toros, the Rio Grande Valley, which is like the Dynamo affiliate for the team, yeah. um, for him to go in there and never taking anything as a negative, seeing everything as an opportunity. Yeah, him, he just kept on um, pushing. Yeah, man, like this is this, this is the grind. Like every not everybody understands that like, hey, man, not everybody's going to go out there and start playing with the first team. Like it yeah. just doesn't happen every single day. But this kid kept coming and earning his spot. And I mean, this kid, like literally just comes in with the dynamo, finally starts playing with the first team, comes off the bench and people trust him to take free kicks and corners. I mean, just to say like with his little experience and you got, you got, you're talking about guys that have like, you're talking about Demarcus Beasley, Albert Feliz, like other guys that can make those, do those things as well, but they trust him. And that's the thing that I kind of like you see him working every single day. Like he went from a guy that was like coming off the bench to now. Hey, man, this guy should be on a starting lineup. Right now he's injured, so that's the reason why he hasn't been playing lately. But, I mean, just a deserving contract yeah, like extension up. for someone that really does, it's like, it's just great to see homegrown talent, you know, do well for the home team. And I think that's what the MLS needs to, we need to see more of that in the MLS. Yeah. And then, I mean, him getting like all those free kick opportunities or the corner kick opportunities, all that stuff, like that, that builds confidence. They're like, okay, cool. I did this. I got the assist. I got the goal. Or even if it's like a short miss, they're not going to look at him like, Oh, you missed. No, like they're like, nah, it's all good, bro. You got it next time. You know, it, it builds confidence and it gives you that, that, that little, I guess you could say that humbleness. It just, it just basically builds up a little bit more as well. Cause then you're like, you know, you don't think you're, you're hot. You know, you're you're not hot stuff. You're like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll try again next time. I'll practice it more and practice it. And that's the kind of guy that he is, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly can't, I can't say enough that this is a person more deserving to have this contract extension. And I mean, perfect timing as well, cause he's actually going to be a parent. So, <laughs> so congratulations to that. Congrats, brother. So, I mean, like I said, man, Memo Rodriguez, I think he's just the prime. I hopefully he's, he will be the future leader of the Houston Dynamo. I can see him wearing the car, captain's mm-hmm. armband one day. Um, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, maybe get looked at by some national team, whether it be Mexico or U.S. Regardless, I will support this kid all the way through because I think he honestly is a very talented player. Someone that's under the radar that no one's talking about. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I mean, like you said, congrats on the baby, bro. That's gonna be that's, that's awesome. Trust me, that's probably gonna push you even more to try to train even more and everything. Show everything you got. Yeah, man. Alright, man. So we were talking to our, our producer, Roosevelt Spencer. Shout out to him. You guys want to hit up you know, you guys, some of these dope ass beats that he's been dropping for us. Um, if you guys like what you sound, just follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Um, so you guys can go check out his work and also hit him up, see if you guys can do some sort of collaboration. Um, we got you, Spencer. Yes, sir. We got so, you. Spencer does like soccer. He's learning, though. He, that's the one thing that he does like about he's picking it up. He's producing this show is that he's learning things between you and me, oh, which okay. is great to hear that people are, are are learning something while we're also being idiots at the same time. Yeah, um,
0: but Spencer doesn't have a team.
2: Mm. Doesn't have a club. Um, Nothing. Not MLS. Or... I mean, I guess he has like some affiliation to Atlanta. Okay, but um, but you know, he just doesn't have a team. So we asked... You know, Spencer, like, hey, can we pitch you a team? Um, You know, so so we can try to make some, you know, you, you know, he's trying to get into soccer, give him a team, have him something follow through, you know, maybe get swagged out with some gear as well. We're not going to provide him with the gear, but I mean, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, see, you know, have him just be affiliated with something and maybe, you know, finds more passion the way through. Because, I mean, there's nothing more rare than being supporting a club, yeah. in my honest opinion. I mean that's true. That's true. It um, it gives you something to look forward to uh, on Sundays or Saturdays, depending on when the team plays, and even during the weekdays. I mean that not only that, but then when you see them competing in in the Europe in the, like the bigger stages, yeah. you know when you're talking about like Champions League or even in the MLS in the M. I can't do it. Always <laughs> correct. <my> <laughs> yeah, and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. So we're gonna try to pitch a team to Spencer, and he'll he'll give us an update. Uh, hopefully next week of what team he's going to decide to ride with. But this is the qualities that Spencer wants in a club. He wants a team with dogs. That's his words that will play till the final whistle. So some guys with some, you know, dog mentality there that aren't just going to give up that easily. Like they're going to, they're going to grind it out. They're going to play the the full 90. Like they're not the 90 and the whatever over time. And then he also wants a team with class, some showmanship, like some, some that are not going to just like, you know, at the, once the, once the dust is settled, hey you know we' are we're, we're civil again, you know what yeah. I guess that's what, so you want a team that's aggressive, always in the fight, but at at the end of it all, when it's all said and done, they show they show some class, they show the humbleness, they show class mm-hmm. okay well, personally, I mean I, you already you already know my pick um I would say Sevilla because it's like a down to earth team. It's not a oh my God, it's all the way up there, but it's like if you see the way they play. They do grind it out. They, 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 they have like, to me, it's like, it's also the earth kind of players. Like, it's not like, Oh my God, this big ass name. I mean, look at it. I mean, Draghi just came from a big club, but then he stayed humble all the way through from Barcelona. He just went back to Sevilla. Right? And also Sevilla has another player that I like, Suso. Oh yeah. Suso. So he came from AC Milan. Yeah. He was actually a loan, I believe, to Sevilla. And then I believe Sevilla had the option to buy him after the season. So, uh, some really good players in Sevilla. I mean, yeah. that's a team that you and me have been. But, um, Jesus Navas was from, uh, came from Sevilla and mm-hmm. we went to Man City and now he's back now. Yeah, he's back. I and mean, so, he's back as a right back, I believe. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's, he's, he's getting up there in Yeah, but well, he still has that speed. Yeah. And I mean, I'm telling I think you, man, He's the captain, actually. He's actually the captain. But yeah, so Sevilla. Yeah. I think that's actually a really good team. I think it's not. So it's not like the bandwagon vibe. So like you know, like they, yeah, that's his Spencer, Spencer, Spencer doesn't too. want Spencer doesn't want like to like hop on a bandwagon with a with a typical favorite. <laughs> I think Barcelona, said, Real Madrid. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So Sevilla actually would be a pretty good fit. I think a really interesting team. I think it's. I like watching them play, and they yeah. played really good this past week against Barcelona. So I yeah, think, they did. Even, so. even though Barca Barca, I mean, had the advantage, but still, we, like we we said this team was Sevilla was going to be a good team. This is a team to watch, though. So. I mean, yeah. there's a reason for it now. For me, so I didn't think that round. Right. <laughs> I actually was thinking more towards a bigger club. But I do feel that I do have these qualities, and that is Bayern Munich. Obviously, there's a the standard for being a player in Bayern Munich. Um and I think a lot of these players uphold to it. I think you see with Thomas Mueller, the way he speaks of of a lot of the younger players, like you know, he's you know, he's trying to be that 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 guide for them, that mentor for these guys. And then obviously he expects for them to do the same thing. So there's a culture in Bayern Munich. And they you know, obviously, they're a team that has excellence. You know, they won eight straight uh, Bundesliga titles. And real quick, did you know that he's now, I think he's actually the German player with the most uh, silverware and gold, everything, like champions and stuff like that? He, he, beat, does, also, he, beat he also does have a World Cup. Yeah. So he actually beats Schwarzenegger now because so, was I think, was the record holder. So there. not only that, but Bayern Munich is also a team that has history. Obviously, yep. it, it has everything. It has the pedigree. So that so there is the class and showmanship of the fact that this team does have some sort of pedigree. This team is never out of the game. I mean, they could be down by two goals and you know that you have Robert Lewandowski up front. You have Narby. You have Sane. You have freaking Alfonso Davies. Like you have these guys that are going to, that you can't be, you, you need, you know what? This is a team that you can't have a, a comfortable two goal lead. This is a team that you need to blow this team out of the water in order to make sure. Like, you gotta make sure you beat this team, Barcelona, for example. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um but yeah, so for me, I did say Bayern Munich, but then when I, I just realized since you were picking Sevilla and I didn't think of, okay, maybe a team that's not necessarily has a strong following here in the U S. <laughs> so maybe I should have, maybe I should have gotten a little bit more humble with it, but I would, I would just throw in one more team and I would say Atalanta and from Syria. Okay. From the Italy. Oh. Yeah. I think this is. It's a team that like is doing the right things to like stay in it. Cause I mean, they, they, they finally qualified for the champions league last yeah. year. Um, and they're doing all the right things. Will they be a contender for Syria? I mean, that's still up in the air, but they definitely have made some really good signings and it's a really fun team. Um, it's a very well disciplined team as well. Um, I mean, they did really good in the champions league and I, and I think they're going to do really good again. I, I think it's a fun team to watch because they're trying new, new things. Like it's, it's, it's a new, to me, it's a new team out there in the radar. It's just, it's just, it's great to see new teams pop up, you know? Yeah. Like, so I think that Atlanta would be, and maybe also a little, a little play on words because, you know, Spencer has oh, his love for Atlanta. You got Atlanta. So. You have a, uh, oh God. I, knew, I mean, I Spencer's it. from Alabama, but you know, he does have some, some Atlanta I know. ties. I know. So, I mean, you're going to have- all right. I see. I see what you did there. I, I think see it's what a good pick, though. I think it's a really good pick. That's up so to him. So there you go, Spencer. You got Sevilla from Spain. You got Bayern Munich from Germany and you have Atalanta from uh, Italy. Is there any other team you, you want to throw out there? Mm, at the moment, not necessarily. Cause honestly, Sevilla was the only one on my mind when he, when he asked, like when he said what he wanted. He wanted that dog mentality. I was like, man, Sevilla is really the hardworking team. I think that's like the, now, if you really want a team that you just don't want, like, you know, they, okay, well, it's probably some people are hopping on the bandwagon right now for it, but there's a team that you really want to just be like, I'm, I'm there from the beginning before they start winning some titles, maybe Leeds United. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, you're right. I mean, they, they have been coming, coming and I mean, they, they, they made some really good, really moves. when good. they got promoted up to the EPL, I think that they made, a lot of smart decisions they got Costa. I think I believe they made Brant, another signing. either, either Branford also as well. Or, yeah, so they made some signings. I mean, like I said, they they're in here to stay. They 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 don't want they they've been demoted. They want they they've been demoted. They've got themselves all the way back up into it. So they want to take them a while too to get yeah. back up there. So they're they're intending on making a good stay here in the NFL. Yeah, so, Spence, if you if you like watching the English Premier League, I mean, I would say try to see where Leeds United go. It, it's been we, you you heard our podcast and you you see that we've been talking about Leeds United. I've been excited about Leeds United. I even I even said that they would actually be a Man U. Hey, it could happen. All right, man. So there's that. You against some headlines, man? All right. Let's do this. All right. We're going to th- kick things off with our yikes. And that is Arsenal firing Cuttersaurus. which is our <laughs> team mascot. Um, <laughs> why though? Cutting costs. Uh, that's that's right? with all that's going on with COVID-19. Obviously, they don't have fans in the stands. Um, and so I guess there's no real reason to have a mascot. Is there argument? Stan Kroenke is cheap, okay? Stan Kroenke is just a cheap owner, and I, 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 I am not shocked that this happens. Question. Yes. Um, can the players do something about that? Like, at least? Actually, the fans have actually started GoFundMe so they can keep (gasps) Gunnersaws. No, the fans? I would have figured those. Why would you get rid of the mascot? Like, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, I'm not, I'm not happy about this move. Gunnersaws is a great mascot. You know what we need. I just like the name too. It, it's like it kids for sure would love it because they're into dinosaurs. It's literally, like, it's literally a brontosaurus in Arsenal. It's awesome. It's a freaking awesome mascot. It, Why would you cut the? It's, this is a part-time job. It's not even a full-time job. It's a it's, part-time, it's a part-time job. job. Like what? What are you cutting? Well, <laughs> okay, it's a part-time job. But what if this guy actually needs his job? What if? What if this person? Oh, this was, guy was literally. This was a job of passion for him. Like this was oh, just. Oh like, man! This, that, yeah, you're killing the Gunnersaurus, oh. man. This is. This, I'm so mad. This is such bullshit, man. Like, why kill the mascot? You're, you're killing the This is, you killed the mascot. That's what it is. The fans are not wow. happy. Come on, Stan. People are already mad at you as it is, <laughs> and, and you go ahead and pull this oh, bullshit. My God. Just, just bring back Gunnersaurus. Yeah, just bring him back. He needs this, like it, it, for sure. The fans need it. It's this. a part-time job, like. What are you cutting? Okay. What's his wage as a part-time job? Do you, do you know? Mm, I'm not entirely sure. But I mean, even then, even then, a part-time job. And if you're getting paid, like, let's say, um, I don't know. Let's compare it to US dollars, 12 bucks an hour. Probably a little bit more than that. Maybe like, I'll I'll, I'll say 20. I'll say 20. Let's say 20. Let's say 20 bucks an hour. And you, you only, you're literally only there during the games. And then you, you do social media stuff. You so, yeah, do social media stuff. But that's also part of the uh, marketing, you know? That's part of the marketing department. And then to bring him along. And there you that's go. You're, kill, you're killing marketing. You're yeah. kill, the kids love Gunnarsaurus. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pre- I honestly pretty sure if I bought Mateo a Gunnarsaurus, he would love it. And maybe that would make him an Arsenal fan, but I'm not going to do that right now anytime soon. But anyways. Um, yeah, so Arsenal, bring back the Gunnarsaurus. Just do it for the love of God, please.
0: For the kids, for the children.
2: Yeah. All right, man. So there is an update on the PSG, the 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 classic brawl. Oh, you mean that fight? Yeah, the fight. (laughs) So Alvaro was not punished because they could not find any hard evidence of him calling Neymar a monkey. Next thing you know, they're gonna. So that that was the the racial thing that happened. Was that apparently he called Alvaro called Neymar a monkey um next thing you know they're gonna have body cams so here's the thing with me though because I was kind of concerned that maybe just maybe Neymar is crying wolf and I'm just gonna put that out there because I mean it doesn't it doesn't go outside the realm of possibility of Neymar you know Neymar tends to be a little bit overdramatic at times I mean I mean, I know he's. A I don't. Lover. I don't want to say. I don't want to say that because obviously this is a very touchy issue. Yeah, but if they can't find much evidence on it, like I mean, there was a lot of people in that area. A lot of people heard him, and if they can't find any sound evidence that Alvaro called Neymar a monkey, is it? Should you maybe think about is is Neymar crying wolf here? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like he, I've seen him flop and you know, we've all seen the replays, we've all seen the videos and we're always like, Oh my God, this dude here, but I've not really heard a lot of him saying, Oh, this guy was racist towards me. Oh, this guy called me a monkey. Oh, this guy said this to me. Like I've, I've never really heard him say that. Like he, he hasn't been much for like insults like that. Or has he said, he hasn't said anything up to the news about, I've got called this or anything like that. Or not even the news, but like the refs. I've I've not heard of it. And so that's what I'm saying. Like maybe, it, maybe it was a, a, a little step too far if it is a lie. But if it's not, then, you know. The reason why I say this is because Patrick Vieira, who's the manager of Nice, um, he said that this is not a good thing because there has to be at least some sort of punishment, whether it was that it found that Alvaro did say, in fact, call yeah. Neymar a monkey or was it that Neymar's just crying racist and turns out that it wasn't, so shouldn't Neymar get punished for making false accusations? If it's false, like, I mean, yeah. obviously you and me weren't on the field, we don't know what exactly happened, we just know what Neymar said, and then Alvaro's was like, I didn't say anything, and then there's nobody that has made any supporting argument for Neymar, well, so okay. things, when we were on the field and they were you know, because the cameras kind of did zoom into them, and they were both having kind of like little, little pushing, pushing match and whatever. But I think they, that, nobody that, was around them at time. But moment. that happens in games, though. Like yeah, you, you you get physical. You get you get physical. You get physical. physical, physical yes, you say thing. some things. Yeah, uh, but is it, is with like, me, it's just the whole issue. You hear it though. It it's not like yes, you're you're over on this side of the field, but I mean, someone that's like maybe like a few meters out from them. Yeah, could definitely hear the conversation. Yeah, so. My argument... I'm not trying to say that Neymar is screaming racist. I don't want to... You so, want to basically... I don't want to accuse of anything like that. But... This, this isn't shocking if Neymar does this, though. I, I, pers- I know this isn't his MO. This isn't what we usually yeah, see from Neymar. But... I mean, if you have... Not even anybody from your team is even making any support. Because apparently this was going on throughout the game. So, eventually, someone's going to hear. I mean, if it was... Even, even if it's not some someone from, from Martial, Like, I mean, maybe Martial's is just standing up for their guy. But someone from PSG is going to at least hear it, right? Like, I mean, they're right there. There there was sometimes that they were actually butting in near people. Yeah, but think. let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If you're around people and, and you're basically trying to call somebody uh, a racist... Slang word or anything like that. um, You're gonna make sure that there's nobody around. You're not really gonna say it out loud because you know the difference between doing it. So then, and then the thing is, I'm pretty sure it didn't happen the whole game. It just, if anything, if it did happen, it happened in that moment. No, and, it's, that's and, and I get that. Happened. But once again, we don't have any actual exactly. evidence. Exactly, so, no so that's the issue. But I do agree that there should have been some sort of punishment, at least to somebody, at least to make a statement that hey, we're either not gonna tolerate. People saying racial slurs, or we're not we're also not gonna tolerate people making false statements. I guess they can go back to starting the game and that's reading a statement. And that's what Patrick Vieira was kinda worried about. Like there needs to be some sort of punishment towards somebody, regardless of what exactly they did, whether it's making a false accusation or, you know, actually saying a racial slur. Yeah. Either way, I think both team, bo- both of them should have probably both, some, both of them should have gotten something. something. They must have been. I mean, castigated. it's kind of ridiculous that that whole brawl itself was just ridiculous in its own right. It was. I mean, um yeah. but so so it was like it was like almost it was almost particularly very similar to the whole uh Zidane thing. Remember back the, in the World Cup, yeah, he just headbutted it and said something that oh he said something about my mom and my sister, whatever it was. See, I don't even remember very much about yeah, it exactly. Um, but another update that happened as well is Angel Di Maria did get suspended for four matches for spitting towards Alvaro. Well, I actually saw that. And was You and me kind of talked that. We, that was actually what we talked about in the first episode, actually. I think it was. It was um, it was and we said that possibly Di Maria will be getting suspended because we said it. So not only we did, they, did we have a racial issue, but we also had a COVID-19 issue. <laughs> so, so yeah, there is that. So there was an update towards it. No one. At least there was no racist punishment, I guess you can say. Yeah. But De Maria did get his punishment for, yeah, for, for spitting. For spitting. Um, for so there's, at for, so there's that. So sticking to the realm of just unnecessary things to say in the field, Landon Donovan, who is the owner of San Diego Loyal SC. Um, so I finally realized what Landon Donovan's been doing in the past couple, <laughs> <laughs> the past couple of months. Um, he decided, him and his club decided to walk out in the middle of a match. Um, and I'll give you a little understanding of what happened. So okay. last week we talked about a player from LA Galaxy 2 that said a racial slur to a black athlete. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. San Diego was that team. And now this time around, so they, they spoke to Phoenix Rising, which is actually one of the better teams in the USL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were going to actually have uh, a moment where, they held a sign that was like, take action, uh, say something something like that. Something about that. We will not stand for racism um, for that. And so Phoenix was all about it. So they had their little moment. They did it. They played the game. Now, people are going to say, because obviously they forfeited because they walked out of the game. Yeah. San Diego was winning 3-1 to at the time when this happened. And what happened was one of the players from Phoenix Rising uh, called out a player. Whose name is Colin Martin, who is openly gay, a homophobic slur from Jamaica. Uh, and so, this is where I said that this is very uh, ironic that you just had this moment of like, hey, we will not stand for intolerance. Yeah. And then you have a player from the team that just was all about doing this, this moment go ahead and just uh, kind of just sit it on that, that, that stance. That's going to happen. Uh, that's just, that's just. And, and weirdly enough, San Diego now has back-to-back incidences with yeah, intolerable um, Yeah, that. And then even, uh, the kid from LA Galaxy, remember? Yeah. Same thing. He was like, it's just, dude, so I, mean, I guess these guys aren't really thinking about their careers. So what went down was, um, like I said, they were playing the game and then one of the players, you know, the, the, the player yeah, from no. Phoenix, who's from Jamaica, calls Colin Martin, uh, a batty boy. Which uh, in Jamaica is a racial slur for homosexual. Well, not racial slur. Homophobic. Homophobic, sir. And, um, so Colin Martin folks to, told the refs, hey, man, you know, actually, I believe someone from, they got a, you know, a red card or something like that. Um, and so then they were furious because they were like, hey, man, he's calling me this. And the refs were like, well, I don't know what that word means because obviously it's a Jamaican slur. It's, so, yeah. I mean, but who knows slurs? Especially in, from CONCACAF teams. Landon Donovan, yeah. who has received a bunch of Hell yeah of, uh, of, <laughs> of, of, different, <laughs> kinds of different kinds of slaughters slurs. Um, <laughs> especially if you're a Mexican if you're a fan of Mexico, you probably said it to Landon Donovan at some point. Probably um, hired a witch, but to- like yeah. I said, Landon Donovan knew what it was because obviously he's played in Jamaica before. Yeah. And has probably heard it before. So he knew exactly what a batty boy meant. So he was there confronting the referee as well, saying that, hey. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have to do something. Either you give him a red card, or the or he asked the coach of the other team, would you take him out of the game? Because we're not standing for this. We just had literally at the beginning of this game. We just literally had this whole take a stance, do something, you know, stuff about saying that we are not going to stand for intolerance. Yeah. Period. I mean, yes, racial is is obviously part of that, but intolerance in general because that includes gay people. I mean, everybody anybody could be gay. Yeah. So obviously, Landon was pissed. And then the ref said that they can't. They're not going to give him a red card. And then the coach was like, "I'm not pulling him out." And so then, Landon was like, "Okay, then." So he and the team, the San Diego Loyal SC team, left the field, took the forfeit, which is crazy thing because they won three to one. They were winning three to one in this game, so they technically lost three to one. Mm-hmm. And against Phoenix Rising, which was one of the better teams in the USL, you know. So you're not going to hear this very often from me, but. Props to Landon. Donovan. Yeah, uh, this was actually like. Hold on, let me clear my headset because I, I I didn't quite hear that. <clears throat> what, what, what was that? Damn it! Props to Landon Donovan. There you go. Um, this was actually a class move for him. Uh, this is classy as I am giving him props. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, in all seriousness, though, this is actually a good move for Landon Donovan. I think that this is the right move to do. If you're not, if you're definitely going to make this stance about that, you're not going to stand. For any, any sort of slur. Doesn't yeah, matter. Any slur, race, tolerance. uh, sexual orientation, whatever, whatever you are, whatever you live by, whatever you stand for, it should not be given with negative backlash. Um, I think Phoenix Rising needs to do something with that player. I understand that, like, it's a, it's a phrase that many, many are, do not, do not find familiar with. But the fact, the fact of the matter is he was offended by it. I know we, we, I've spoken many times about like, oh, you know, we live in a world where I won't get offended about anything. But this isn't one of those things where you can like just take, oh, he just called him a baddie boy. What's the, no, because if you, if you let that stand, what else are you going to let stand? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't agree with letting the player get away with that at all. So at least, um, at least a fine and a suspension. I think the yes for sure the USL should be doing something. I understand the ref situation. I mean, if he just yeah, doesn't, if he just doesn't, doesn't know the story, he, he just doesn't, doesn't know. know. To him, Batty Boy might be a, a Bat Boy that he's just swinging around a bat or something that he can't really hit or anything like that. Something something like that in that connotation. Mm-hmm. Something that may have to do with baseball because the ref, like like you said, he may not even know what. That I mean, means. the guy just clearly there went to Jamaica. Yeah. So I mean, or dealt with Jamaican players. So I find that hard to believe, because USL has actually quite quite a few Jamaican players, but um but yeah, so once again uh props to Landon Donovan, yeah, um, yeah I mean he just did he just did what he needed to do, he felt he that took charge I mean, if you're going to speak of getting rid of intolerance, like the if you're gonna make that stand, you got own it, and I think Landon Donovan did exactly that, I mean he knew that um he knew that he was making a big choice, and I stand. I stand one hundred percent behind them. I think this is a this was yeah, a, a pure class act. I mean, that was. Um, it sucks like right now for Phoenix though, because I mean, this is kind of hypocritical of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else they're gonna. I, I don't know what else they're gonna do. Honestly, like I don't know what their next move is. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, have to be something. Yeah, uh, like I said. Like I said, it's either find the player and actually suspend him for a couple games, and then actually like put him out there in the press and actually either make him publicly apologize or actually make him do his own public apology. Cause, I mean it's it's just the right thing to do. I mean maybe yeah. it's, it's been it's happened before when you're, in, I mean, you're cleared up you're you're angry the, you're the, mad. The fact also is that he knew who he was talking to. Exactly. He knew exactly who he was talking to. It wasn't like he he just randomly decided to call someone from the San Diego yeah. team a Batty boy, He didn't just pointed all the team. He, guys he was, was the he, same and was like, "Hey, Batty Boys." Yeah, he went like, exact. He went directly towards the player. Well, I don't know about directly going towards the player, but he he literally said it towards he, he that player. Towards like, him. so it 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 wasn't as if he was just saying it just to say it. No, he he had some intentions behind that word. Yeah, man. I mean, well, well, hopefully. They get settled. That's actually one thing that I it just gets settled. Period. Like they get that that player gets some some discipline. All right. All right. And now, hey, so let's do the game recaps for this uh this past week. All right, man, let's do this. All right. Um the first one is um Real Madrid versus Levante. They actually beat uh, Real Madrid actually beat Levante two to zero. And that's your team, so I will say this right now. What? As a Real Madrid fan, they haven't been playing the best soccer out there. But... But, I mean, they're winning games. They're getting results. So, I mean, obviously... And I, maybe it's just because also the fact that, like, this, this this year just in general has been weird. I mean, I think they did have plenty of rest and preparation time. But, I mean, you know, you do have... It, it just... It, it all takes some warming up. It, to it, it. It basically, that's, so, I I that's mean, what mean. They started off with a draw this I mean, season, but they've had positive results throughout and they're yeah, on top yeah. of the league right now. I mean, which, they're, they're on top. And um, I don't you know, look at your, I don't look at standings right now this early, but I mean, they're still, it, it just goes to show like, Hey, we're a powerhouse. We're we can show great. it. Even if we're not with Ronaldo, we're not with Bale. We're not with like, I, I all mean, these players. There's that. But I mean, even if they're not playing their best soccer, I think they're still able to stay, able to stay, stay in it to it. just win the games. I mean, uh, um, Vinicius Jr. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's definitely he's been, been the stand developing. Yeah. He's, he's been, been, been the stand up for sure, out especially especially now when Hazard is out again for injuries. Again? Yeah, he oh. got injured again. So he's out for wow right. I believe two two months, I think is what they say. Yeah, I think he was a little bit lax outside. But this is this is not helping him, especially with the way Vinicius is playing, Marco Asensio's been playing, uh Rodrigo. Rodrigo has been um, playing really well. Lucas Vasquez. So it's all it's, on? One is looking bad on Real Madrid's part because obviously they made this big purchase. They made a big purchase. For Eden Hazard. And, but now you have the young, the cheaper options being, they're the ones that are showing up. So, uh, I think, you know what's funny though? It, it's, it's so weird to see Marco Asensio wearing 11 now. Cause he, as soon as Bale left, he took 11. He took 11. And then Vinicius <laughs> wore, now wears 20. Uh-huh. So I've been like completely confused when I see Asensio Ar- now or when I see Vinicius. You're like, go Asensio. Wait, that's no. That's not- <laughs> I mean obviously that's not <laughs> that's and, not a of but Yeah, right. I mean hey, but uh but, no uh, it was it was a good I think it's still a good game. I mean obviously Levante didn't score a goal, so I mean that's always a good thing. But it was a tight game. It was a tight game. It was a tight game. It it was but, but it was a tight game, but I never felt concerned because I think uh Real Madrid played very well defensively. That's one thing that you have to give to Real Madrid. I mean, defensively they still are pretty solid with their back line, but um and even with Casa, regardless of who they have in the midfield, whether it's Casemiro or, or Ralverde, um, they, they stay pretty disciplined. It's just, you know, right now the attack isn't necessarily up to par of what we normally expect from Real Madrid. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the shots were, they were pretty out there too. Like, uh, the shots, uh, Real Madrid did 13 shots and they shot three on target. Levante shot 11 shots, four on target. So, I mean, that does, that means actually that, uh, Levante had a little bit of, to me, and percentage-wise, and that higher chance of actually scoring a goal is just, I mean, you also got to give it to, to Courtois. I yeah. think Courtois did yeah. a really good job as, a, at the goal, at goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and then, um, possession was 55 Real Madrid and 45 Levante. So, so it was, it was roughly, was, it was roughly 50%. It was, it was, pretty tight. No, yeah. I, I think that you need these kind of wins, but obviously you expect Real Madrid to win against these teams. Yeah. Um, so them playing as close as they have been, it kind of feels more like they're playing down to their competition instead of clearly showing that, Hey, we're the heavy favorites for this season. Uh, we should probably start playing like it. Um, uh, but you know what? I think, I think it's been a slow start for a lot of the, the top favorites right now in, in, in Spain. i I'm, I mean, have they played pretty good? I mean, you know, the, the typical three, which is Atletico, Madrid, Barcelona and Real Madrid. Have they played their best? At times, yes, but you know you're you're not seeing them yet. I think once they get more warmed up, deeper into season, we'll really see what these teams really look like. And then, plus, you know, obviously now we had this very weird tra- uh transfer deadline day where it's now they're <laughs> they just finished the transfer deadline day today, um, and so it's going to be interesting. I, I think I think once we see more and more, once these Real Madrid teams more warmed up, they got their chemistry going, they got their mojo. And this is going to be a very very uh, interesting team to watch. Yeah. And then in, in, in this match, the Levante match, uh, just putting it out there, Benzema scored his 250th goal as a Real Madrid player. That is that, very, man. I mean, to be honest, man, when, when they started, uh, I guess they called it Los Galacticos too. Yeah. Um, which was obviously Ronaldo, Kaka and Benzema. I would, and I think you remember that I was actually more excited about the Benzema signing. You were. I mean, yes, I Cristiano that. Ronaldo, obviously. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo at the time, he was going off against a, a Messi who was a, all the way out there. Like everybody was basically saying Messi's the future of Barcelona. And when Real Madrid bought Ronaldo, I mean, I was like, I, I honestly thought he was going to stay in Man U. But even then, you know, when they started the Galacticos, those Galacticos too, you know, that you, you were more happy. You were more, you wanted to see what Benzema was going to bring to the table. Cause I mean, I, at, at that time, as a Real Madrid fan, I already knew that, you know, Raul was basically out the door. Like, I mean, he was, his career was almost going to be done. Um, which isn't saying that he was bad. He's just that, you no. Know, I mean,
0: he was of age. Already. He was of age at
2: that point. So I knew for sure that, uh, Raul would be done. And we kind of needed that new person up top to become the new guy. And obviously I wasn't completely 100% confident in Gonzalo Higuain. And. <laughs> And Benzema came, and I think I, something I saw about Benzema, he's a, he's a very tenacious player, and I, I think that's the best way to describe, uh, Benzema, is the fact that he's always, always does something with the ball when he's up front. Um, he can, he can either score a goal through a header, he can either take the shot, he can shoot with finesse, he can shoot with power, yeah. he can make the assist himself, like the guy, you know, you see him play on the wing, you see him play up front, you even see him play defensively, like yeah. I think that Benzema has Clearly been the more underrated of the, of the, the big three that happened. And obviously he's the one that's still there. Um, I mean, there's other reasons why, but, but Benzema has clearly shown that he, and it's always funny because I always think once there's rumors going around that maybe Benzema is going to get replaced by some new signing, he, he steps he his team up. up. He wants to be like, Hey, look, let me show y'all something that I can do that this new signing can't do. And so I think with Benzema, I think, uh, obviously like, if he, if he can do it, which is carry Real Madrid to another Champions League title or another, you know, championship. Uh, cause I mean, last year he, he was amazing. Yeah. He, um, was. he was doing, he was doing, doing good. And so with me is just, if Benzema can do it himself, I mean, it's like obviously oh, going to be with him. So he has the young Brazilians on the wings. He's got, still has Luca Modric. He's still, uh, actually Odegaard that looks really good, actually. <laughs> um, he always joked about that. So, uh, you know, you have, Valverde, who's yeah, you know, Valverde. a very exciting player. Um, you still have Isco. you still have all these players that you can put a, you can still put around uh Benzema. So I think Benzema's in a good situation. It's just gonna be when when these guys can really step up and prove that hey, we can go deep in the Champions League without Cristiano Ronaldo, because it's all the thing is when we when we saw those that era when Real Madrid were winning the the three straight Champions League titles. I mean, Ronaldo may have not been the main factor for those games, but, but you he knew, contributed. But you knew he was the reason why they got there. They got there where those, they are. Those freaking header goals. And I mean, right. now you got Sergio Ramos taking penalties, which is which okay. is kind. Of, if you told me a few years ago, after when when Sergio Ramos skyrocketed that one penalty, that he was going to be a <laughs> primary penalty kick taker, I would have probably said you're high uh, and give me some. <laughs> well, well, I guess
0: no longer <laughs> high now, huh? Now,
2: (laughs) is this real life? It is real life. It's not the matrix. All right. And let's do the recap on the second game. Uh, Bayern Munich beat Hertha Berlin four to three. But mind you, all those four goals came from one player. And you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) The Adonis that is Robert Lewandowski. Robert Lewandowski. My boy, I think uh, Robert Lewandowski is just, like I said, man. He's going to get his. I mean, we talked about it from that first game that that they played. That you know, in in a game where they scored eight goals, you thought that maybe Lewandowski would have a lot of them, and only had one. But I said at the end, Lewandowski is going to get his, and for him to score four goals is just he's it's gonna you know like we talk about like who's going to replace Robert Lewandowski. Robert because like nobody's replacing him. I'm staying. No, 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 I'm staying. I don't think anybody can replace him. And um he's he's already what? I believe he's thirty-one or thirty. So he's 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 I guess you could say he's up there in that age. But, but he's in that good age for a forward yeah. striker. He's in that he's great got that age. Experience and he's got the agility. Even though he's at that age, he's got that agility. He's the same way as he's built like Cristiano Ronaldo. He's got that agility. And that's what helps him out so much. Like, when he stretches out for of the balls and everything, dude, that is that is insane. So I, I think Robert, Robert Lewandowski is going to be there for a while. So, Spence, if you're hearing this, check out Robert Lewandowski's highlight rooms. <laughs> yeah. Since he's a Bayern Bayer Munich uh, player, and Hector was the one that recommended that team. So, I'm just saying. So, there's another player that we should be talking about from Bayern Munich. All right. And that is the American... Chris Richards, who had his first ever start as a Bayern Munich player for the senior team, and he was able to get an assist. Yeah, and it, when that assist man, that guy he stayed in the in the play, like he didn't give up on the ball. The ball looked like it was going to get out, uh, probably going to be for another corner, but uh, maybe it was a goal kick. I don't, I don't fucking know. But Chris <laughs> Richards gets the ball, sends it back up. You know, obviously Robert Lewandowski scores goal because he's the only one to score goals yeah. that game. But yeah, uh, Robert Lewandowski scores a pretty good header off of that. Um, but Chris Richards, I mean, Thomas Mueller spoke very highly of him. said, like, this is, this is what you want to see. You want to see young players, uh, come up and be part of it. And like I said, Thomas Mueller is kind of doing his, his, I guess his, his duty as a leader for Bayern Munich to make sure that these younger guys keep up with the standards that is Bayern Munich. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it cannot be any lax at all. It can't be any, any chill moments in that club. I mean, the chill moments are them playing. Uh, Tiki Taka, like trying to nub each other. Those are the chill moments. And then after that, it's like straight training and even strength training. But you got to be excited if you're an American fan because Chris Richards, I think, is one that not many people talk about. But uh, yeah, he comes, he comes from the FC Dallas uh, youth academy. That's where you know. So he, funny enough, is Patty You know, this is, you know actually no FC Dallas does use their youth academy so. It would be it would be crazy to think that he would actually be playing with FC Dallas right now, but he Bayern Munich saw something in him and they brought him into their academy. And lord and behold, now he's he's a guy that's coming off the bench. He's 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 not just oh I play for Bayern Munich. He's like no I I play for Bayern Munich.
0: Yeah,
2: he's he's not like just oh I play for Bayern Munich and I'll just play go ahead and play for like five minutes. No, he'll 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 do something. And, and Flick has actually spoke very highly of him. Really? Yes. So I think, I think once again, hey man, Americans are doing shit. Like, yeah, yeah. this, <laughs> uh, this uh, American youth for the U.S. men's national soccer team. I mean, it, it looks like it's gonna be very you're feeling really excited. If you're a U.S. soccer fan right now, you should be excited. Don't, don't be like that guy from, I don't even know his username on no, TikTok. I don't but even know anymore. Don't, don't try to talk shit about Mexico. Cause I was, I think Mexico has some really good youth Mexico players. Mexico has as well. youth players too, man. Um, but I think, I think with U.S. it's just the fact that we're able to finally have, I wish we could talk, I wish we would see this more though. Like, I wish we could see on ESPN, being like, Hey, you know, Christian Pulisic, you know, wearing number 10 for Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, you got, you know, Gio Reyna, who, who's looking like the second coming. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I. It, it's just crazy to think that we have all these young American players that are not only just are not only playing in Europe, but they're, they're starting. showing. And they're, then they're they're, starting they're, they're highlighting. They're being highlighted as well. So I think that like it's really fun. Like I think you know a lot of people keep saying like, oh man, imagine if all the athletes that we have, you know, play soccer. I mean, well, actually, we we do have athletes playing yeah, soccer. So, so I mean, do. so I think it, it's it's just. It's, and then the fact that you're having these top-tier clubs, not, not just any club. Like We're not talking about this team that plays in the second division in Belgium grabbing this kid. We're talking about Bayern Munich. We're talking about Barcelona. We're talking about Juventus. Juventus. We're talking about Chelsea. We're talking about Dortmund. Dortmund. We're talking about teams. We're talking about teams who are basically Champions League material that see something in these kids. Yeah. And that's got to be exciting. That's got to be exciting. And if you don't see that as exciting, well, I can't help you. <laughs> you can. You just have to sit down for a while in a locked room and some brass knuckles. And okay, so <laughs> Anyways, that was dark. <laughs> All right, so I believe we have one more game. Oh, yeah. We have one more game. And as a Manchester United fan, I had to pick this one just to put it out there on the spotlight. It was Manchester United versus Tottenham, and it's not for a good reason either. But it's the reason that they lost six to one to Tottenham, and it just goes to show you that you can have a roster full of really good talent, English talent, even like Marcus Rashford, you know. And I'm, I'm like, uh, Mason Greenwood started that game too. Yeah, and it's just. It just go. Oh, I was so upset, but at the same time, it's like as soon as I saw them play, and as soon as I saw Tottenham like control the ball, I was like, "Ah oh, crud!" I was I, like, "I, I am not gonna lie, won. man." The first minutes of the game, that first initial run, you know, that they had where they led to a penalty, I was like, "Man, dude, they're you know they're dicing, they're slicing and dicing through this this Tottenham defense." I mean, yeah, uh, Bruno Fernandes, man, the dude, Bruno is, Fernandez. Is- Dude, that's the thing, like, bro, the way he was handling the ball. He and then, and, then, it and then, Anthony Martial, man, just really good placement, way to, way to force the penalty to get to him. Yeah. I mean, so I was like, oh, man, this is, and I actually said, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a game. Like, yeah. this is, this is going to be a game to watch. And, and then Tottenham like was just like, oh, you guys don't have an answer for our counterattack. All right, bet. And then this, it just kind of, it, it just kept going. It just kind of like, it just kept going. It just, bro. it just, uh, it was a, it was like a, it was like a, like the. It was, was just it? a slope. It just literally just sloped what was it down. called? The Texas Swisher for Mashaw? Was that was it was it called? Texas Cyclone. Texas Cyclone. Okay, there you go. And no, but it, yeah, it was, like it, was, it was like it was like it was rough, man. It was rough to watch. It was a slippery slope. After I, that, I kept thinking I was like, they're gonna come back. They're gonna come back, and then uh, it it was six goals to one. Mind you, Tottenham isn't a bad team, and they have good players. But the thing is, Jose Mourinho basically went back to Manchester United and I, I saw his reaction at the fourth goal. Fourth goal, not even like the first second or third. The fourth goal, dude was cheering like he was like just in your face, kind of like you could just tell it. You could just see it. And I was like, yeah, he really wants them to have it. And I was like, he really wants United to just choke on it. But it it, I mean, it, it also doesn't help with Martial. Game, pulled out of the game for a red card on the twenty eighth minute mark. Um, so you, not only are you getting outplayed, just counterattack wise, but just the fact that you lost your you're playing, you're playing down with ten men. You're one man less um, in the game, and so it was it was just rough. It, it was, was it was it was, so a, it was just bad, a rough dude. Game. And the thing is, the reason why he got the red card was, and and I saw the little highlight clip. He said that he got elbowed by the defender. He got elbowed in the face, so he went ahead and smacked him, like he just basically threw his his, his hand out and smacked him. And that the ref saw that. That's but, just, that's just idiotic. But he's also young, and I get I get that I, that's not a good excuse for him. But but you you have to use your head. Yeah, that thing, man. That's that's another thing. He's just the thing, the thing. he is, got too emotional. In the yeah. The thing the is when when I I want to say this. I'm not defending the Tottenham defender. I want to say that when he threw the elbow, he was just doing this, and it kind of went. And I, I don't know if it was actually like up intentionally, but the dude didn't even put his eye on, on, Marshall. Marshall just stood there and he took it. And I thought this dude's going to fall or whatever. Nope. He took it and he went and just, just smacked him in the face. And then that's when the defender was like, no, just, my face. Just, uh, uh, I mean, at the end of it all, you can't give the ref a reason. That's, I, you that, really that's can moral You really can't. And you shouldn't, but, but and yeah, so that, that, that just made things worse. I mean, Tottenham just clearly Yeah, just, they had they had sixty two percent of the possession and they outshot twenty two shots to five. They were just clearly just the better team that and I don't even I'm not even saying that that like Tottenham has the better quality of players than, than Manchester United, but weirdly enough, well actually no, I can't even say weirdly enough, it really just is. They just got out coach They got out coach I mean just outclassed. Like, uh, Jose Mourinho, style. I mean, unfortunately, just Jose Mourinho is just a better manager than all, than all Gunner. I mean, yeah. that's, there's nothing really else to say. The anything. only thing cool about all Gunner is his name. Yeah. All Gunner. I mean, he's very, he's a likable guy. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a player's manager and all those things, all those things. But the, at the end of it all, though, you still need a tactician. I mean, you can say what you want about Jose Mourinho, but the man has strategy. He, he, I mean, weirdly enough, Bale wasn't playing this game. I mean, Reggyon played.
0: Yeah, but I mean,
2: But no Bale. No Bale. And so it's a it's a rough rough it's it's a rough game. And I think um, definitely they need to make some signings. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they did make some signings. They got they got Diego Jota. Right? Or am I am I mixing teams up? Liverpool has Diego Jota. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm mixing teams up. I was about to say, like, I told you. I was <laughs> like, I'm telling so, you. So, I'm Liverpool. I'm, 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 I'm bought bought Diego Jota to <laughs> Diego Jota to Man U. Well, right now, I mean, both of those teams. Both but, of those, uh, both of those Manchester those United did get Edison Cavani. Yeah, on a free, on a on, on a free. free transfer. So I don't know why they said that was a transfer deadline move. That's literally they could have made that any moment. Um, they just wanted the headlines. But they also got Alex Telles. Yeah, they got Alex Telles. I think it was twenty million. Yeah, but I mean, you got a solid fullback. I mean, I don't know if they need a fullback, but they got a fullback. I think the they're they got a Brazilian fullback. I think I think they, you know your legitimate team wants to have a Brazilian fullback. I mean, they had two at one time at one point in time, Fabio and Rafael. Yeah, but uh, but Man. yeah. Anyways, and yeah. yeah, I mean that's a it was a, it was a slaughterhouse, but you know what? That was the game recap, and I had to put it out there. I think that this is a game that Manchester United needed, though. I think they needed to have that. They needed to have it done on them that just because they have all these stars like Bogba, uh, Rashford, and even you got an up and coming like Mason Greenwood. Um, it, it doesn't, def- doesn't stop the fact that you can get gold on like that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the world, you got to have proper strategy and, and proper preparation. And I think they it just didn't have that at least at least this game. I mean, think about it. Even with one man down, look at, like, like, look at Juventus, one man down and they still managed to come back from it. Yeah. No, I, I, totally get it. I also, I just don't, I just didn't see any adjustment. I did not see any adjustment from, from, uh, Manchester United. So, I mean, that's a problem of its own. Like, you have to adjust to that situation. You're one man down, especially when you're losing an attacker. I mean, I get it that you can move great Mason Greenwood up front. And there, there you go. But you have that, you have somebody so green to be up there. You know, you need somebody to, with experience. Yeah. To, to and help them. That was the an issue. And I think with Edison Cavani, that could help out. That could definitely help out, uh, drastically for them because you do get that experience. But I, I just, it's going to be interesting what, what exactly they're going to do. Cause I mean, if you're, if you're going to have Edison Cavani, you can't have him coming off the bench. But then also you can't have Anthony Martial on the bench. I mean, yeah, exactly. So it's a to me, Edison Cavani is a head scratcher. I don't think it necessarily makes you better or worse, if that makes any sense for you. Well with him,
0: they may have to do the four four two formation. But then who you take out? Uh. I mean
2: Johnny, Danny Danny Vendebio doesn't even start. He just comes off the bench.
0: Yeah,
2: it's just mm, that's, odd. Mr. Marquis signing. You know? I know. I was like, that's just odd as hell. They were they were focused so much on that. They focused a lot of that was press the highlight. on top of it. That was the highlight. I mean, nothing. All right, but anyways, so let's get going, man. So, it's your favorite time of the year. It's yeah. my favorite time of the year. The Champions League, the group drawing has happened. Also, the Euro League. We'll do that next. Next week, we'll cover the Euro League, but it's Champions League. Champions League. There's a reason why we get excited about Champions League. It, like, I get it. It's great to see our teams win uh, league titles, but the Champions League to say you're the, the kings of Europe is just, it's just electric. The, the whole Champions League atmosphere, man, is something about just a, a group match for Champions League. It just seems. Exciting! You see the the ball the the ball with the stars like on your on your on your center pitch. Yep the just everything about it the the special armbands the everything the, extra, the, the signage extra, the 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 logos the patches patches on the on the, like, the, the shirt especially the patch that have, like if you have like multiple champions uh, champions oh, titles man. and you just have that number popping especially with Real Madrid with that thirteen just bam jeez oh, wow. popping for the gun show pow. yeah yeah anyways. So Champions League is just an exciting time. Like, I, I'll say this, man. Champions League, to me, I prefer the Champions League over everything else. Like, I mean, I mean, I think that's big, everybody now. big like, title is cool and all that, but I mean, for one, the reason why I prefer. Because you're playing against the best. And I'll throw that, I'll throw quotations well, out there because sometimes. The-, the only reason why I like Champions League is because you're not just playing the best out of you know, different leagues. It's just you're playing differently. You're playing different styles. You're playing different players. You normally never really play against an unregulated. Not only that, but it's a it's a true test to your team. Cause I mean, you're playing your league. You're playing your league's tournament. You're well not your league. Your your country's tournament. And then you're playing champions. This is the true endurance test. Yeah. If you're literally the legitimate contest this is why teams buy a shit ton of players for their teams. And some people may think well, it seems kinda of dumb to have all this talent if you're not gonna play them. Well, this is why this we is have why. this talent. So that way we can rotate these guys in and out. So Liverpool, they look golden. Bayern yeah. Munich, they probably look golden too. Yeah, they do. So this is where this is where the depth really comes into play is when you're playing these Champions League matches. And this is when you get to pick and choose when do I put in my my A team or when do I bring in my B team? And this is just this is where the strategy really comes into play. Yeah. When you're playing in Champions League and even Euro League, it's the same thing, but when you're in these tournaments, it just intensifies everything. The fans get excited because there's more silverware that you can win. And it's more exciting silverware because it's you're, you get to say you're the top dogs of all of Europe. Exactly. That's That's right. I mean, that's exactly right. All right. So like I said, the groups have already been drawn. We know who's playing against who, at least for the group stages. Now, for people that don't know about soccer, every time we do anything that involves a tournament that has a group stage, like the World Cup, Champions League, anything that involves a group, a group stage, there's always a group of deaf. and what a group of deaf means is just that is a very difficult group. I, I word it a little bit differently though. A lot of people would define it as a lot of the best teams are in that group, but I also look at a group of deaf as a group that's like, man, it's really hard to pick the winner, and so that's my kind of perception. I don't know how it was your perception for a group of death. My group, like my group of death, would be like. It's going to be a tight one. And let's say in points, let's say like one team will have maybe six points and then one seven, eight, nine. Like it's really super close or maybe even they're tied, but the goal difference would be the, the deciding factor, but it would have to be like three teams basically. And that, in that squad, and, that's why. And group. so like for me, it's always just me saying like, man, I would really hate to be in that group right now. And that's, that's oh, yeah. how I, how I perceive it. Well, I mean, no, let's get to it. Uh, who do you see as your group of death? Which group? Group. Um, so, uh, should we explain the which what what teams are in what group? Yeah, we'll go ahead and say. Okay. So, in Group A, you have Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid, RB Salzburg, and Lokomotive. Um, and then in Group B, you have Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Inter Milan, and uh, Eric. You want to go ahead and say this team's name? No, we're <laughs> watching Gladbach. Uh in group C you have Porto, Man City, Olympiakos and Marseille. Uh in group D you have Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta and uh do you want to say that? Hector. Midlen. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh
2: in group E you got Sevilla, Chelsea, uh Krasnodar and Venice. And in group F you have Zenit, Dortmund, Lazio and Bruce. Uh group G, you have Juventus, Barcelona, Dynamo Kiev and uh Jesus Christ, <laughs> Frank, 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 uh, Frank. No, I, I would say Frank Claros. Yeah,
0: Fransevaros.
2: So, Varos oh, Okay. Uh, and then in Group H, you have PSG, Manchester United, RB Leipzig, and Basaksehir. Basakse Basakse. I, I did not see the S. <laughs> it's literally it from my mic. <laughs> All right, not bad. Not a bad attempt for me. Um, as you can see, I'm the cultural one here. In this in this podcast. <coughs> yeah, because I'm the one that's. The uncultured swine and so. so Yeah, because you like to eat corn dogs. I don't like corn dogs. Oh well, too bad, that's all you eat.
0: No, I don't. That's
2: all true. If you eat a taco at Nopales, I will shut up. Dude, you know I don't even like Nopales, So why would you say that? That's what I'm saying. I'll, I got, I'll, I'll stop saying for, you eat corn dogs. I'll go for like four. I'll i I'll, I'll fucking stop saying that you like that okay, you like no, no, how dogs this no, 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 but I will put nopales in there. No, and salsa. No, because you're salsa gonna mix. Vete. You're gonna mix it in so you don't. You can't taste nopales. I know no, what you're trying to no. do. No, nopales. You can't really mix it in. You have to cut up the nopales. whole kind of whole. And then just uh, no. You, it, just, it has to be a taco of nopales. Uh, just one. Not 40, even three. Just all all one. I'll fourteen tacos de barbacoa, double tortilla. Oh, what does that prove? That I love barbacoa. <laughs> Aside from that, apparently, but no, it's. it's if you eat a taco, uh, I like how we're just fucked it over with this whole group. <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's, just, let's just keep going with this. <laughs> but yeah, eat a taco nopale and I will record it for the podcast. Well, not, we'll record it on our Instagram of you uh, eating a taco made out of nopales. Uh, and if you eat that, I will shut the fuck up about you just liking corn dogs. I hate
0: corn dogs like a motherfucker.
2: <sighs> well, you have no place in talking about tacos. All right. Anyway, so which one's your group of death? Um, my group of death. I want to
0: say,
1: oh,
0: man. Okay, you know what? Just how things have been going right now. PSG,
2: Man United, Leipzig, and Basak Sahir. Group H. Okay. Yeah. I actually like that one. Yeah, it's a really... it's gonna be really interesting, how, because I think honestly, any of these guys can finish. Well, not maybe not, for, for, not maybe not Basta, but I mean, like I can really see any of these teams really finish up top in this group. It's because for one, Man United hasn't been playing to their full potential, and it's been showing a lot. So PSG may have a chance to take advantage of it, but the way they've also been playing has not been like you know to that mm-hmm. French, you know, first place kind of kind of style. Leipzig, Leipzig is always fun to watch in so, Germany. I mean, I wouldn't sleep on Leipzig for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, so for me, it's going to be Group C, which is FC Porto, Man City, Olympiacos, and Marseille. And the reason why I say this is because Olympiacos can actually be a dark horse team. Not necessarily in the next round, but I mean, they could definitely play spoiler to any of these three. I think Porto is another team that... Porto, I feel like, actually does Porto, have that. Porto, Porto can honestly be a really good team. Man City, I mean, they'll, they'll probably win the group, but I think that, like I said, Olymp- Olympiacos could really spoiled it for them. And then maybe that's like their difference from being a first, first place team to a second place team. And Marcial, I mean, they're playing solid. They're, so, they're good. So these are four teams that I think that really could, could, could cause some damage in this group. This group can look completely different by the end of the group stages. Yeah. Cause I think that this is a really, that's a really difficult group in my opinion. I mean, um, what? Uh, what was the last, uh, what last Champions League was what Bayern PSG? I don't remember off the top of my head, but probably. No, it's like that was the final, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, you kind of already knew Bayern
0: mm-hmm.
2: was going to take it, but it was, um, it was surprising to see PSG there, you know? So, like, you never know any one of these teams could just, Surprise the hell out of you! I mean, look how far Leon made it. Exactly, and they and RB Leipzig and RB Leipzig. So it's just it's the thing is though, RB Leipzig without Timo Warner. Mm. But they were able to make it to the to the semifinals without Timo Warner. Yeah. So I don't I, like I get your argument, but I, they're clearly playing. They're still playing. They're still like playing. I said, very well. RB Leipzig is that team that still has. They have somebody up there. So you know what? That could also be another team for Spencer. RB Leipzig? Yeah. It it doesn't have a bandwagon, but it also has like those players that are,
0: yeah,
2: they're, they're, they're hardworking. They'll, they'll want to push it through. The only thing I will say though is just like the only reason why I wouldn't say RB Leipzig is just because I know a lot of people aren't fond of the fact that they're sponsored by Red Bull. And actually, there's now a team in Brazil that has also done the Red Bull because you have RB Salzburg, you have New York Red Bulls, you have uh, RB Leipzig. Um, and now you have this team in Brazil that also has the Red Bull. Uh, so, I, don't, I mean, it, it's a clean jersey, so I'm not really... I, I like it. I've, clean, I've been contemplating on buying one just because of that fact. But that just, I don't know. There's something about wearing a Red Bull jersey. It's yeah, just, it's, just, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right. So, to you, from this group stage, what's that, that matchup that you're like, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm watching this game. Let's
1: see. Um,
2: You know what? Barcelona Juventus. That's actually like a really, <laughs> really good one. Cause it's, cause, 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 I mean, think about it. It's Ronaldo versus Messi all over again. Just, that, a, that, whole that different, that, just a whole different squad. Not, not only that, but you have Des and Weston McKinney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can also throw in Conrad, Conrad De, La De La Fuente. But obviously, Conrad De La Fuente isn't going to be a starter. Sergino so Des is going to be a starter. Yeah. And McKinney is clearly getting some looks up uh, in the starting 11. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be so interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see, like, the youth. If They bring up the youth early on, or even as a sub, like, let's say, in the 58th minute. That's going to be pretty fun to watch. So, yeah, that... It's going to have is, some intensity. But it's just... Ronaldo versus Messi... You just can't go wrong with it. You you know it's going to be the Clash of Titans. And it's, and it's a whole different spot, like I said. I mean, you don't have Iniesta and Xavi in the midfield. You don't even have Rakitic in the midfield anymore. So it's, it's going to be... It's literally these two teams are being carried by these two individuals. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, obviously we have... I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. I don't care about picking between Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Dude, I'm, I'm, that, I'm literally that guy that everybody hates which is like can't we just appreciate two icons like we're not nobody's like it's hard to say who's gonna be the next Cristiano Ronaldo Messi because I don't see anybody I don't see, I don't see anyone that could live up to those guys maybe Mbappe but that's just one player who's his rival um, there's nobody else So exactly I mean, you have, to think the only thing that can happen is in two years, you get some random kid who's like 18 years old. That's like, and that's like, that's that's like um, you know, like there, there's only one Pele. There's yeah. only one Maradona. Ronaldinho. For El Salvador. Phenomenal. For El Salvadorans. There's only one Michael Gonzalez. So I mean, <laughs> like there's never going, we're never going to be able to see, we'll maybe see something close to it, but we'll never see anything that we've ever seen with Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Cause I mean, these guys combined have like 11 ball doors. Yeah. So I mean just that, like just the accolades that each, each of these guys have. Messi doesn't have anything internationally but that's not his fault. It's really just the fact that Argentina just sucks as a federation. <laughs> um, But, and I mean that's not really saying much about Cristiano Ronaldo but I mean he won his trophy he won when that, he didn't even uh, play it. Yeah, the European, when he got injured. Yeah, he got injured yeah, at the beginning he got of the injured. game. Um, I mean he did win a Nations League title. I yeah, mean if did. you want to take that. <laughs> Take that for anything. Yeah. But these guys is like, each one has something over the other. It's such a, it's just really good. It's just really cool. This, the fact that we're witnessing these two greats. Yeah. And so I'm not really that guy that's going to be like, Oh, you know, which one's better? I'm like, it's like if you say you like Messi, I'm just not, I'm not going to go ahead and shun you or like anything like that. Cause I mean, Messi's a really good player. Uh, same thing if, if someone said that they like Cristiano Ronaldo, I can't say anything because Cristiano Ronaldo is sure, a really Cristiano good player. He's a really good player, dude. So I, I think that I get why people have the, we can choose, but I just I just don't care. I just him. want to watch that match. That match so is gonna be pretty epic. That one's gonna be really, really and, good. I mean, think about it this way too: if DiBala gets to play as well, I mean, that's gonna be like if you think about it, it's gonna be also Messi versus DiBala. They're, they're both basically both Argentinian tens.
0: That's pretty badass. Hmm. Hmm.
2: All right, for me, it's actually going to be in group D, and that is Ajax versus Adelanta. I think this is going to be the matchup to see who's going to move up to that second spot to go into the next round. Um, I think Liverpool, I mean, obviously we're kind of counting our eggs before the Hats, but <laughs> I think Liverpool's going to win their group. I think it's very safe to say. And Ajax and Atalanta, I think that's going to be the battle of who's going who's to jump over who. To get into that second spot to move on to the next round. Yeah. Like who's, who's going to go, who's going into the round of 16 in the Champions League and who's going to Europa League?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and yeah, so, you're right. So I think that that's going to be a really good matchup. I think, uh, you have obviously Ajax who just has a, an just, abundance of talent. You yep, have Atalanta, an up and coming team that you're like, you know, you're like, whoa, yeah. sure. it's just crazy enough. It was crazy enough that they made their first Champions League appearance. And they're able to come back, which was shocking to many people. But not only that, but their Champions League, uh, journey last year was actually very impressive. So can, now that they have the experience, can they outdo themselves the next year? You're right. And Ajax is going to be that, that challenge. That's going to be their challenge. Like you got to beat Ajax. I I, I think for sure, if Adelana wants to get it, move on to the next round of the Champions League, they have to, uh, surpass Ajax. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, Ajax is basically, we've always said it too, like, Ajax has always been the dark horse because they've always been in a, in a, in a group where they're not the powerhouse. And I mean, think about it right now, that's the way it's looking as well. They're not, they're not the powerhouse in their group. They're always paired up with Barcelona, Real Madrid. They're always paired up with a big name team. So and now you're going up against another would-be dark horse. Yeah. So eh,
0: it's a good match. It's basically like a dark dark horse versus a
2: dark horse, Uh, and I Uh, I think that that's literally what's going to be the case. Because I mean, I think any of these two teams can go in there and ruin somebody's Champions League dreams. Yeah, you're right. And think and thing about that is that um you don't really have like one single player in Atlanta that. All that is just oh scoring goals like uh, they don't have just a Lewandowski, they have various players who actually score goals like mm-hmm. they play as a as a as a as a unit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually pretty good. All right, man. So for our favorites, I'm just gonna go ahead and and just throw them out quickly because they're actually all the same. So for Group A, me and ever both have Bayern Munich and Atletico Madrid advancing yep. from Group A. For Group B, we both also have Real Madrid and Inter Milan advancing from Group B. Yep. Group C. You and me both have Man City and Marcial. Mm-hmm. Uh, for group D, that's the only difference. So, this is the one that we have different. Edwards says Liverpool and IX, I say Liverpool and Atalanta. So, that's that's one that we have different. that's also that's also going to be, I guess you could say, that's going to be the match to decide who's right on that one. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, in group E, uh, we both said Chelsea and Sevilla. Uh, group F, we both have Dortmund and Lazio. In group G, we both have Juventus and Barcelona. And then in group H, we both have RB Leipzig and PSG. So we both have zero faith in Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. It's the way Man U has been playing is, I just, is, like I said, as a Man U fan, I, I can't, I can't believe I said it. But yeah, I honestly don't think they'll get out of the, out of, It's, it's crazy the enough that I'm like, holy shit, they made it to Champions League. I really did not realize they, they, they finished, they finished in the qualifying spot. They did. It's just. Man, it's, uh, I don't know. All right, man, so let's go to some game previews. All right, Edward, what are your two games to watch this week? All right, so one of them, they're actually both MLS. They're both MLS, I know. Surprising. The Euro's Euro not picking MLS. Actually, there's also kind of a asterisk on that one because we're actually in, a, in the international yeah, break. Yeah, I was about to say. Which I was means, like, that's the only reason. Which, means, which also means that the MLS clearly shows that the MLS gives two shits about the international break. Yeah. Um. So... But I understand the reason as to right now because of the whole fact that they yeah. condensed their season, mm-hmm. so I guess that. But, but yeah. So, this is the reason why I ever picked MLS. Yeah, I did. Um It's Inter Miami versus New York Red Bulls. I gotta say something funny about New York Red Bulls. So, Stuart Holden said, "I'll call them the New York Red Bulls," and then the New York Red Bulls corrected him, saying, "Was it? no, it's Red Bull New York." And really, then, and then he's just like. Mm, what was funny, though, was somebody on Twitter screenshotted the, the account, uh, the, like the main account of uh, of New York Red Bulls and literally their thing was the New York Red Bulls. Like, that's how they labeled their, their name and then the New York Red Bulls had to change their name to Red Bulls New York so that way... They... So they could be right. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, that's so weird. what's your reason behind picking this game? Well, into Miami, honestly. Um... Gonzalo Higuaín. I want to see if he can actually score a goal. You know, I want to see if he can actually step it up. And, um, even though, you know, you said he made an assist in the last game. Um, I want to see if he can actually, I guess you could say redeem himself, have redemption, uh, from the penalty. From the penalty. Yeah. I, I definitely get that. So what's your second game? And my second game is the Texas Dobby, uh, it's in Dynamo versus FC Dallas. And I know I said it in a British accent cause I, well, I mean, Texas Derby. So I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's obviously spelled Derby, but yeah. obviously we, it's pronounced it's, Derby. I just, I just say the, the English accent just for that. I'm really excited, but I'm nervous cause the Dynamo have not been playing like Dang. they did at the beginning. Uh, yeah. It's, um, it's kind of scary, but this kind of goes back to the whole thing, like firing, uh, Matt Jordan, but for a second, I was like, actually, oh, what? officially, um, you used to find that Argentinian player that we were talking yeah. talking about, um, I'm, I'm, uh, Mateo. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say his name because his <laughs> last name is very complicated. Because, you know, these these Argentinian, we all know. these Argentinian players have these, like, European-based last names. <laughs> well, okay, so see, there's, like, an interesting situation on that. I didn't find this out until I saw, like, a Dybala documentary. Uh, Dybala is actually Polish. Yeah. Yeah. So like his grandparents. Yeah, like a lot of Eastern Europeans. So lot a lot of these Eastern, Europe. Eastern Europeans went to like Argentina and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they refused there. Yeah. So then that's where all the Argentinian players have like all these weird names. Betancourt. And, wait, was that? Yeah. Is, no, is he Uruguayo or? He's Uruguayan. Yeah, but you know. But that's weird. why there's a lot of German influence in, yeah. in Argentina. Yeah. So. All it's, right. So my two games to watch. I have the Saturday game. Cause they were picked the two Wednesday games, the Saturday game for the Houston Dynamo, which is against Inter Miami. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why you want to watch that one. I mean, it's obvious, yeah. but I mean, see Gonzalo Higuain. I know we said that this wasn't the sexiest of signings, but not only that, but it's also Rodolfo Pizarro. I mean, that's, oh, that's that, right. that guy is in the team. Have you heard of him? Yes. <laughs> um, so I mean, that's my main reason. But obviously as a Houston Dynamo fan, I'm going to watch the Houston Dynamo regardless, but. It's it's also the new team from the MLS is a team that's owned by David Beckham, so I mean, obviously I gotta watch this uh, the first time the Dynamo ever play against this team. Hopefully they win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going into the uh, UEFA Nations League, and it's a matchup that I am really excited to see because this is going to be to me the future rivalry, I guess you can say, uh, of international soccer, and that is France versus Portugal. Ooh. especially with the up and coming talent that you're seeing from Portugal, like Diego Jota, Jao Felix, a lot of Jaws. But yes, all those <laughs> all those young bucks. Um, is um is the Hector Costa is he Portuguese? Going from um Hader uh, Costa? He- 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 Hader? Hader? it Oh, okay. Yeah, him is he Portuguese? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Um, but we're seeing a lot of Portuguese players. I mean, if you've seen the Portuguese players, you probably saw them from Wolfhampton. Um, because Wolfhampton loves <laughs> players from Portugal. Yeah. I mean, they just got tomato. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Portugal versus France. Obviously you have France, the team that I got really excited about the young players because of all the experience they're getting. And now you have Portugal who has all these young players that are getting experience, which to me, I don't know, man. I feel like I, I'm having this feeling, well, actually, there, since there's no, uh, Euro, the, the Euros, I can't really say anything because obviously to me, if I would have saw them playing the Euros, I could definitely have a better idea for the World Cup. But I think Portugal would be a very interesting team to watch in the, in the World Cup. Cause once these guys have more experience together and they play more together and they, their knowledge grows better with each other, mm-hmm. especially with Cristiano Ronaldo up front, Portugal might be able to win a World Cup. Yeah. That's a bold little claim there, sir I mean th- what what France did in the previous years yeah. that made me confident to think that they were going to win the 2018 World Cup, I'm getting that same exact feeling from what I've seen with Portugal. The only thing is, I haven't seen them play in the euros because that's when I saw France play in the euros, that's when I was like, yeah, this team's winning a World Cup. I'm not going to see that and I don't and I think that's going to give them maybe not that 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 edge for me to say that they're going to win the World Cup, yeah. Cause they're just not going to have the experience in a tournament play. Yeah. And so maybe that's what's going to kill them. But obviously you have Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know if that dictates anything, but, uh, at least for a young team. Cause I mean, the lack of, lack of experience is going to hurt them. Uh, but for me, like this is just like the team that for me is always for a, at least for a good while is going to be heavy favorited to win the world cup versus a team that could possibly contend for the world cup one day. Yeah. Okay, I can see where you're coming with that one. All right, man, let's go to players of the week. Who is your player of the week i My player of the week. And all all the man you fans are probably gonna frown on me on this one. But I have to say Hyong Min Sun. Heong Min Sun. You've been practicing huh? I tried to, yes. Just call him Sonolo. The Kimchi God. The Kimchi God. Well, okay, so Son, uh he's my player of the week. Because he scored two goals against Man U and he assisted on a goal from Harry Kane. And, uh, I my dude, son was just, was just, he was just, he was just a class of his own, man. No, he, he did this the, really, the, that, cor- the that South Korean run Mexican, run. man. The guy just can't, the guy just can play, man. Like he just, okay. So play. there was this one play that I really, really, I, I like, it was so simple, but he just found himself. Was it that so the first goal? Simple. No, 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 no. It was the fourth. That was the first goal. I was like, good God, he did, he did the head dirty. Uh huh. Yeah, he left him laying down. He left him laying down. I mean, hungman was just a highlight in that game. Like, he was just, he was, I felt like he, he was just always doing something in the game. And it it, 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 I mean, it doesn't help that, you know, once again, the counterattack has worked beautifully for Tottenham in the past few games. And, and what have been a key player? He's, key, he's a key part of that counterattack because that guy can That's run. That's speed. Um and we can see as to why they were, he was able to beat Germany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and and um I mean And when and, he officially became a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> when um well, um the reason that one goal, it was really simple. It was so simplistic. Uh they just basically uh passed the ball, I think it was to the fullback, and Lamela was right there where he could have passed the ball to Lamela, but he stopped. Lamilla stopped and he was looking at where the ball was coming from from the right wing. So I was like, why did he stop? All of a sudden, I see Son coming in, running, past Lamella, past the defender, and then they just passed it to Son. And all he did was just tap it in. Just tap it in. And it just went in. It was so simple, but he made it look so good with just the movement that he did. He did off mm-hmm. the ball. So that, no, was really Yeah, great. so, yeah, Hugman son had a great game, man. I mean, I'm sure we could have highlighted, there's a lot of players there's to highlight lot. this week. But, I mean, that's definitely a good one to highlight. Well, what's your player of the week, sir? I've been hyping up this guy for oh, yeah. since episode one, I think. Whenever we did the uh which uh US player you're actually excited so to that watch? was the second episode, but the I know epi- I I knew I know I threw him in in the first you episode. Probably him in in the first and point. that is Gio Reyna, or as as Holland calls him, the American dream. <laughs> um he got a hat trick. Not the typical hat trick that you would think, but yeah. For a playmaker, it's a hat trick. He, he completed three assists in this game in the 4-0 win against Freiburg. Um I mean, the guy knew how to feed his guys. He put them in the right spot. Tio Reyna, uh, this is going to be, I don't know if this is going to be a crazy take for anybody, but this is the number 10 we've been looking for in the U.S. men's national team. Now, he's not going to wear number 10 because that's going to Christian politics. Oh, yeah. But he is playing the 10 role. He's going to be that guy in the midfield. Like Michael Bradley, who? That guy is done. Like Dia Reyna just literally solidified his spot on the U.S. men's national team with this ability for him to drop these dimes on for his teammates. This is what we, this is what the U.S. has needed. A solid midfield player that can distribute the ball and put it in the right spot with pace. And I think that with the guys that we can have up front, for the U.S., with Christian Polisic, with, uh, Jordan Morrison, any of these young players that we're seeing, cause they have speed. They have, they have that freaking agility. And you know who That's has it. speed in Dortmund? Holland, even though that kid's massive. Bro, that dude, that run he did, and then the, the things like that sprint, and that who's beating him? Gio yeah. Reyna. So, for me, I think, I think, I think the U.S. men's national team has found their, their facilitator, like, you don't need to call up Michael Bradley anymore. Like no. He's you're done. You're done. Like Gio Reyna is now that guy. He'll probably wear number 8 or or some other midfield number, but this guy is going to do it all for you. He can also score goals as well. But I mean like it's gonna, it's not going to be his goal scoring that's going to be the highlight. It's going to be his ability to pass the ball to his teammates. And I think that the US men's national team definitely needs this. The fact that he's doing this in the in a top top team like Parisian Dortmund, like, come on. Like, what else does there need to be said? Like, what else do you need to sell on this kid? Like, yes, I get it. We over, we, we may, I don't even think we overhype him. Yeah. We hype up to him so much because of the fact that we know he's talented. We know his dad was talented. His dad competed in Europe. Yeah. It, it was Man City, but he competed Man in Europe. Man City and Rangers. Yeah, Man City and Rangers, but Man City back when they were bad. But I mean, like, <laughs> before the before the oil money came in. Yeah right, but his his dad competed in Europe. He's competing in Europe, like and and at a very and race. very well at a very young age. He's the American dream. His teammates are people are saying that this guy could be better than than Christian Pulisic, and you know what? I'm starting to kind of believe that a little bit, not a lot, but I mean, start to believe. Like, it. Remember what I told you? We can have a whole team of Captain Americas. We're gonna forget the. Forget the Avengers. We're just gonna have Team Captain America New America. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it. That'd be cool. That would actually be cool. I would actually I would wanna see that. Like I would wanna see that counterattack with that speed that they bring. That would be pretty badass. Now they just need a manager. <laughs> uh I volunteer Hector Flores for the manager position. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, just pass the geo right out, he'll do it, he'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, boy, don't do that. Oh my god man, I think that's better. It's better than back. them playing from the back. Uh, yeah, I know. Move the ball up. I, I think, Mix, sure, if you can get Gio Reyna open, get it to him because he's going to send it to the person to yeah. score the goal. Oh, no, but the thing is, you also have to have somebody with that freaking, uh, anticipation that Halan has because I swear to God and that speed and the body, dude. Like that dude, that I, dude is I just, think they do have forwards. I mean, it's you can, cold, bro. I think you can move Jordan Morrison up front. And he can be that number nine for you. I think he he maybe not be Halan, but he definitely has he's that bulky player, but has speed. Yeah, he's got Jordan Morris has that speed. So I uh, mean, So that's what I like about that. Cause I mean, I US got wingers. US men's national team got wingers. These are the Young Bucks. We got wingers. But the 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 upfront, up top part is the part that I'm not entirely completely confident in yet. But I think we do have him in Jordan Morris. It's just that we see him play in the wing in Seattle. But you yeah. know that this guy can play up top. He can play up top. So so for me, I'm not necessarily worried about it. I think we do have that guy. It's just a matter of making sure we have a guy that knows that we have that guy. So there, there is that. All right, everyone. It's that time. Almost uh, to wrap up this show.
0: Oh
2: okay. So we got would you rather's. All right, hold on. Let me. So last week was, uh, very interesting to the point where I even forgot about saying my you rather because uh, of the dumb shit they were saying, but. <laughs> All right. So Edward, would you rather go to the past or to the future? Uh, the past. Sorry to say why. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I just feel like the past is more, you learn more from your past mistakes and stuff. So I'd rather like try to find some treasure and stuff, you know, and restart trying to. Oh, like, so you're gonna go to your past? I could do my past, yeah. I uh, oh, thought you were gonna like go to like a specific time period to go see how that, how that, how life was then. Uh, there was no running water. Those those bathrooms back in the day. So, uh, so you're just literally just saying go. Well, I don't. Know uh, why I do I could... feel like you would do something like a Hot Tub Time Machine where you like get yourself to like? Oh, here we go. Create Google or something, or you you create. Bro, have you met me? You've known me. You know, I can't do that. Fuck. If anything, I would actually make myself practice soccer more, maybe make something out of myself instead of actually listening to my parents and say, no, you're going to get hurt. Okay. I won't play and freaking secretly play in the, uh, in the school. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Uh, for me, I'm just going to be, I, I just want to be curious. I think I would go to the future. I think I want to see how, how things turn out. You wanna say the Simpsons are proven right, huh? Not that bad I mean <laughs> that too. But I mean like uh I don't know, maybe see um I don't know how my 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 great 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 grandkids end up being like are they total fuck ups like me or or, or have they been able um, to do better. Like did I did I pave the path right? <laughs> uh Hector's grandkids, if you guys are somehow listening to this podcast on your futuristic uh they could devices. They actually could. Um Yeah, I apologize for your ground. Great, 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 great grandpa. Because he's just... He's on a whole other level. Whatever, man. Yeah, yeah, you know. Anyways, so I I would go to the future. Um, Would you rather talk to animals or speak all languages? Ooh, that's a good one. And you are an animal lover. I know, know, that's why I was like, it's hard for me. I I, I don't even know what you would choose because you have Robo, so... Um, and you already know what he wants anyways. My dog's pretty simple, man. He just wants food. He wants food and sleep and attention. Yeah, he's the one needy motherfucker. <laughs> um, damn, dude. I mean, I, I guess I would say speak all languages. Uh, is there a reason why or how does that, how does that beat out animals? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I would be like Dr. Doolittle at that point, but. With 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 other people. <laughs> with other people's animals and shit. I'd be like the Caesar Milan means Dr. Doolil. So, so you wanna speak to animals or you wanna speak all languages? All languages. I'd rather do all languages. So, so that's what I'm saying. Wait, why did you say Doctor Dolittle? No, because I mean when you said wait, why why would you say that? Well I was like, Well, if you speak Tiny No, animals, I said what, what edged what edged it over animals? <laughs> um the reason being that everybody basically What's wrong with my dog? Um what's wrong with you? I My to dressed me in this freely-ass dress. You, you said you're gonna, you, you want to speak all languages. All I'm languages. just asking what would make you rather than, than speak to animals. I'm, just, I'm giving you the reason. No, you give me a reason to speak to animals. No, I don't want to speak to animals Then why are reason. you talking about Let me speak to your dog. <laughs> no, I'm saying people would come up to me and be like, Hey, what's wrong with my dog? Uh, okay, let me go ahead. And oh, you don't want ass. the burden of having to be the that. person that can speak to animals. Yeah. Okay, I, I was like, what why like, fuck which, are what are does my Why does my snake keep biting me? Why do you keep biting me? Because she's a bitch. I'm like, oh. I was trying to she, figure out where the he fuck you're to going. He wants to show emotion toward you. I was trying to figure out where the fuck you're going with this. No, no, no I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather I figured, speak all I figured, languages. I figured, I figured it out. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'd rather speak all languages for the being that, you know, that that's actually a really good asset to have. All you Chicano people out there, teach your kids bilingual. Because I swear to God, it helps a lot. You know, like you know, what's funny? I remember, I remember my parents would, would used to tell me, like, "Yeah, man, if you speak Spanish and English, like, they'll pay you more." I have not no, seen that. I have not seen that. Okay, that's not true. That's a like crock of shit, it's, man. It's, it's it's okay. They'll pay you more when when you're working in an environment that you have Hispanic clientele as a majority. They'll they will pay you more. It's been proven. I've I've, I've dealt with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I figured like specific jobs maybe, but I was like, but they always, you know, like my parents always made it sound like, Oh, like if you just speak Spanish, you, you're just magically, gonna, you're going to get, you're just magically get an extra 25 cents on your paycheck. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't work that way. It just depends on what job you get and what you can actually. I, I, like I definitely would say skills. speak all languages. I mean, I would like to one day travel around the world. So yeah. it would definitely help that I could speak the dialect of where I'm going. I know a little Vietnamese, but it's just numbers. I don't know. more than more than most people. Mohai ba ba nam sao. Just one two friend, three four five six. Uh, my friend Chris, uh, he's a, I, I, when I worked with the Rockets, he, he, he always said "bet nah." <laughs> <laughs> like someone's name. Like that's all. It's... No, at I, I, I work, I work with a lot of, of Vietnamese texts and everything. And every time something wrong goes, they go boom ah." Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take a chance to figure out what you mean with that, you know? So, yeah. All right. Work more hours and less days or less hours and more days? Would it be the same amount of hours? Yes. I mean, it's it just that you'll like say you only work like four days, but let's day. say you work the 40 hours of the week, but instead you work 10 hours for four days or you work that. Uh, I don't know, the freaking eight hours on five days and then, or I'm sorry, uh, you know, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh I think I'd rather do the 10 hours, let's say 10 hours for so, the four days. Uh, work more, work less days and more hours? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm guessing just because you want to have those few days off to yourself. Trust thinking, me, I work 11 hours a day or more and I still don't get that shit done.
0: So yeah. I think with me, I think I would prefer just working less hours but more days. And, and the only reason why is just, like, I would like to have a routine. And so,
2: I would say I wake up, work, come home. Do you want to wake up at 4 in the morning
0: with me so we can go work out? No.
2: Okay. No, I already have my workout partner, Wade Robo, because
0: I walk him. I walk him with a, with a 20-pound vest. Is it
2: really 20 pounds? I'm assuming. I never waited. <laughs> I, so, so my mom's a nanny, a maid, is a maid. Um, mm. and so her boss, like, she's obviously, she's, she's wealthy. And so, like, she just buys shit and never uses it and never notices that it's missing. And my mom usually takes it. And so. Well, not takes it, but she knows that she doesn't use it. And then my, she'll probably offer my mom to, like, if she wants it. And so, there my you mom, go. There you go. Rephrase yourself. Before, so my mom, Rephrase yourself before you get her in trouble. So, my mom is, like, heavily, like, implying that I need to go work out. Um, to Because she's obviously implying that I'm fat. Quotation heavily. <laughs> anyway, so she, so what was funny was, so I picked her up, and I, I remember she was, she was walking, she was, like, leaning all to one side. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with my mom? Like, is she hurt or something? And uh, she comes in. I was like, Mom, are you okay? And She's like, yeah, why? You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm going to do this lap. Hold on. You're going to do what?
0: Oh, shit. That is about 20
2: pounds. Okay, so it's confirmed that it is 20 pounds. I don't know if you can hear him. I doubt it. Oh, it is? No, I mean, I doubt that they can hear you. Oh. So he's putting on the vest. And he's about to realize how big I am. Because,
0: holy crap, this thing is loose on me.
2: But no shit, because it's, it's, it's adjusted to my body, you idiot. <laughs> Two of me could fit in here. That's not a lie, though, but you're skinny as hell. I'm 155 or 158, somewhere around there. Okay. Pure muscle. Yeah. But anyway, so so my mom was leaning to the side, and I was just like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, why? And I'm like, well, you were leaning to the side. And she's like, oh, it's because like I got this 20-pound vest. And it just shouted to me, it's like, maybe you can use it when you go walk Robo. So that was basically <laughs> her implying that I'm fat, that I need to go work out. <laughs> Sounds, uh, well, at least she's watching, she's watching out for your help. Yeah. So, but health. like I said, like I, I like having a routine. So I think, I mean, it would be, it, it the days off is kind of cool, but it's like, I hate when I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do on my day off. So it seems more like a task than it is, than like a, an enjoyment. And then also I feel like on the days off, I'm just going to be not productive. And so I feel like if I'm working, I already can say, hey, I was productive today. So, <laughs> so you're basically trying to find a cheat cheat sheet. Cheat. There you go. Yeah. I see that. All right. End war or end world hunger? Mm. Well, I feel um, like you're going to say end war. And then as soon as I say world hunger, you're like, Ooh. No, uh, it's, it's more of like I'm taking take it a little bit jokingly. I'm going to end world hunger because then it'll stop people from being hangry. And then war will end. Period. That's pretty fair to say. I think that's. I mean, that's also a, that's also probably. I want to fight people when I'm hangry. Like I legit get in their face and call them bitches and hoes and motherfucks and all this, all kinds of stuff. Because I'm hungry and angry, and I'm angry because they won't let me eat while it, I'm working. Did you ever get hangry enough to eat nopales? Yes, I doubt it. Um, what about you? What do you choose? And world hunger. I, I think it's a larger issue. Um, it's funny too. Cause like, I remember when, when, whenever Heidi like, uh, <laughs> this is pretty messed up. So when Heidi would be eating, you know, she, you know, she's always like, I'm full, but it's just cause she wants to go ahead and play on her tablet. Right. Right. And so, you know, like I look at her like, girl, oh, you barely ate anything. And then she's just like, well, I'm full. She's full, but yet she still wants to drink that soda. <laughs> She'd be like, well, you get the soda after you finish your food. Yeah. That doesn't work that much. As much as you think it does, especially when my mom decides to override it. Um, oh, what? but anyways, my, my always joke was, well, not my joke, but my always thing to say is like, man, dude, there's some kid in Africa that, that doesn't even have a meal and you're over here, like, cause you wanted to throw him in the trash. And I was like, that's just a waste of food. Oh. I mean, now it's easier for her cause now her go-to is just give it to Robo. Yeah. But which is my dog. Um, which I always said that. And I, like, I look back at it and I was like, man, that's a really fucked up thing for me to say, but it's true though. Like, I mean, there's, People starving out there, and yeah, and I mean, it's not just in Africa either. Not just in Africa, but um, it's definitely one of those things where I guess you got to take you take what you know, uh counter blessings. Yep, exactly. But yeah, so I mean, I would end world hunger. I mean, I think that's the that's, that's a larger issue. I mean, war sucks. I mean, I get that, but I think the larger issue is clearly just like you know, people are just not being. There's people that don't have a meal. Yeah, they, for a week, it sucks because their meal would basically in that week consist of possibly just what we would eat in one meal for mm-hmm. the day. So I think definitely that would be what I would want to end for sure. Cap-a-goo? Capagoo? Um. All right. Would you rather be at a live sporting event or watch from home? Are we
0: talking Corona times? Or are we talking
2: like... No, like, I mean, if, we, if everything was back to normal. Well...
0: I do want to go watch
2: the Real Madrid versus Barcelona, the Clásico, live, like actually in the stadium. I heard the atmosphere was crazy out there. I'm I just, it, I love watching it from home. Don't get me wrong. I mean, with, in, in general, in, in, in general, though, in general, I mean, I've I've been to the Astros games. I've had fun, loved it. Um, the Dynamo game we went to that was fun too. Love the food. Um, I guess, like, you could say, uh, I'll watch it live. Like, I want, I'd rather watch it in the stadium. I think there's a, there's this atmosphere when you're, when you're at a live game. Like, oh, I'm going to take up the fist now. You feel the energy of the crowd and all that stuff. Um, you know, when it's, when it's exciting, you know, like, um, I mean, say what you want about the Astros, but, you know, obviously in the 20, in 2017 when they won the World Series, um, this the whole city was just, you know, like, it was just crazy. Like, the stadium was loud every single day. Um, The energy, you could feel the energy. And it, it was kind of like, it was contagious. Like, you felt it. Like, you know, especially when when I worked in the Astros in 2017, um, I was on the ground. Street, so I was on the field. So I felt the energy right. from the crowd. Oh, yeah. And just from, like, a play, like, just some big play, you just, you hear the roar and it's exciting. And, it like, just from that perspective, but then also being as a fan, like, those, those things heighten as you're amongst people that are, that are watching the game. because yeah, It's different. Like, okay, it's different when you watch it alone from home, but it's different. Like if you and me, maybe like one or two more people would watching it like out TV, we, we get that same atmosphere, but imagine having hundreds of people. Yeah. And then you just, you're just like up and out of you. are Like, Oh my God. I can't believe
1: that just happened. Oh my God. Yeah. And
2: it's just the fact that you're sharing that moment with this complete stranger, but you're, you're, you and them are, you're there with it. Like, yeah, like so it's, it's pretty like, cool. It's, it's, it, that's what I love about sports in general. Like it just. It's that distract, and that's really what it was for 2017 for the Astros. It was that distraction from what we were facing in 2017 with Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. And so for, for a lot of people that hate the Astros for what they did, the problem is that even though, yeah, it sucks, but you have to understand what, what happened in the city of Houston and what that title meant that united a city that was dealing with some very tough moments. Um, but aside from that, but, um, but you know, personally for me, I love sporting events. I love going to sporting events. But there's something about not having to wait in line for food or, right. or for drinks or being able to like go in and out of your bathroom without having to wait in a long line. Oh, God. Uh, Don't really so, about that. so there, there's like, there's like the moments where you get excited when you're in a big crowd of people. But then there's also the, and there's also that awkward like trying to get to your seat. And there's like people that are, you know, like the people in your row. Yeah.
0: So
2: you're not entirely sure if you should just like look forward and then have your like your ass on their face. Or if you turn around and there's your junk on their face, yeah, it's just a really awkward exchange thing. And I, I think a lot of people can find relatable to that. I'd, I'd be like, don't look at it in the eye. they be like, what? Oh, you looked at it. But there's something about being in the comfort of your own home. Like, it's just yeah. Just like if I wanna, you. if I want something to drink, I could just go to the kitchen, grab, go to the fridge, and just pick what I want to drink. Yeah. Um. Or if I gotta go to the bathroom, I could just literally just walk into walk into my bathroom. And then also, you know. I can sit where I wanna sit so I can have like a nice cushioned couch or my bed or 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 anything and I just you know, I'm more comfortable. And like you said, like you can bring your friends over. You can like you know, like Super Bowl parties or or hopefully one day when I have my own place I can do like a Champions League party. Yeah. But um Ta-da. that was better. That was better. Yeah, actually that was. Um, but yeah, so like there's just something I I think Just because of the fact that I I have worked in sports. Yeah. And I'm like, it's exciting about it, but sometimes I just, I think I just, and it also doesn't help that I'm a homebody. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed, sir. Indeed. I am looking at that right now. But you're also a homebody too. I freaking wake up at four in the morning. No, but you you would much rather be at home with your kids. Yeah, I would. Like, it's fun with them. That's what I'm saying though. Like, you'd rather be at home. Like, you don't. You don't like going out that much either, like people have to like force you to go to the bars, yeah, well it's a bar though, but that's still going out. I'm just saying like that's one thing I'm, I'm a homebody, like I'd rather just stay in than go out, like go into a, a club and I have to scream at somebody's ear in order for them to hear me, like it's just not my scene, like it's just it. I get when I was younger i'd i i i am like acting like as if i'm I'm like, all right, grandpa, <laughs> what's up? I mean I'm only twenty eight years old, like mad but. I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe when I turned, when I was twenty six, I think like I, I was just kind of like this. This, this isn't it, it for me. To me, I was never uh, a kind of going out kind of guy. It was always soccer and video games and drawing or, or sports or whatever. And it was just it was, it like, was always I that. for sure like I I do like going to a bar, Girl, but like a bar, don't not don't like else. a a thing that's blasting loud music. Like yeah. a place where I can just sit and talk with people. I like doing that. Yeah. Uh, but also I I actually prefer having a kickback. Like I just you know go to someone's place and just hang out, have a few drinks, just chill. Like I I'd be happy with that. Me, this is like the club scene is great. Like I mean I like dancing too, but it's just I don't know, man. This it's just not the atmosphere for me, man. it's is really what I find. And you know what's funny is like I I from time to time I do go out. Like I'll go out and hang out with some friends that are significantly younger than me. Um. <laughs> Um, but like, you know, they, they want to like go and breathe and, and, um, the literally I don't, cause I, I'm, I'm a sipper. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not even ashamed to admit that I'll sip my drink throughout the whole time. I'll take shots, but I can handle shots. Now, just give me something I else. hate shots. I mean, I, there was a time where I loved taking shots, but now I'm like, no, I just, let me just. I'll take, my- I'll take seven shots and I'll be okay. I'll feel buzzed. I'll feel happy at seven shots of tequila. But you okay. give me vodka, I, I don't know what that's going to do to me. Anyways, so, but yeah, like, I mean, so, I'll go out with them. I don't drink, I don't drink a lot. Like, I drink, I drink, but I mean, I don't drink as much as they do. Like, they're getting, they're going hammered. Like, they're getting, they're trying to get, be done. Like, I mean, I'm still, like, sober enough. Well, not, I mean, drunk enough to feel good, but sober enough to, like, be aware of what I'm doing. Right, right. So, I just, you know, just call my Uber, then come home. And the next morning, it's not that I'm hungover. I'm just super sore in general. Like, I'm just like, it was, it's funny too, because one time like, I just didn't get out of my bed and mom's like, are you hungover? And I'm just like, no, I'm just really sore. Like, uh, if I tell you the reasoning, it's, uh, it's scientific. No, oh, it's, it's, it's scientific. Uh, basically, oh, somebody told me that. Because like, I was like, dang, dude, am I getting old or something? Because I was like, my body is sore from growing up. Like, it's not that you're old, it just says you're fat. I'm like, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> It could be that too, bro. I mean, I'm just, just saying it, but it's cause apparently, like, if you work out and then you go and do heavy ass drinking and you're trying to rebuild your muscle, you're going to still wake up even more sore than you did as if you did, did a workout. You're going to wake up even more sore because your body's trying to repair itself. And the only thing in your body is not protein, it's not carbs, it's freaking alcohol. So it, it, it works the same way. Like you walking, if you're walking a long distance, mind you, I mean, I'm not, Trying to say that you're fat, but you, you are heavy set, and to walk a long distance to your car or to your Uber or wherever, if you're bar hopping around downtown, do a lot of walking hands down. So the next day, you're gonna wake up sore, or from your legs, from your waist, whatever. Dude, I like that. I'm gonna use that, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use that more, <laughs> but it's it's the truth. No, it's, true. it's true. I'm yeah. not trying to say, I'm not saying that I'm it, but I'm just gonna use that as my argument now. For I'm like, fat. next, next this time, that's the reason why. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure I'm fat. I mean, like. <laughs> But when ne- next time when someone's like, it's not because you're old, it's because you're fat. No, it's because I was walking a lot, I drank a lot of alcohol. Oh, Clearly, I didn't have a, God. I didn't have a sufficient amount of protein. <laughs> <laughs> for all my, for all my macro people, protein people out there, all the workout people, y'all know what I'm talking about. So y'all can go ahead and make fun of Hector because now he has an excuse. A legitimate, excuse. a legitimate excuse. <laughs> Science. <laughs> all right, man. So that's the show. I um, want to give a special shout out to Alejandra Gomez, who created our awesome logo for this show. I like, I like her, I like the logo. So, yeah. I feel like this is the first time you actually spoke on the logo. I know, but I mean, I like Usually it. you just go, woo, <laughs>
0: and then, <sighs>
2: there you go. And then,
0: Don't lose that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so if you guys like our logo and you guys might have an idea for a logo for yourself, or you maybe want to rebrand whatever you currently have, Go ahead and contact Alejandra. You can follow her on Instagram at Alec Gomez Graphics. That's once again at Alec Gomez Graphics. Just, you know, hit her up with a DM and she'll, she'll help you out and get you, get you situated for a logo. Um, if you guys like our beats, you know, you hear our intro, you, you hear our sick ass outro. Um, well, that's cause it's been from our producer, Roosevelt Spencer. Um, you can go ahead and follow him on Instagram if you guys wanted to work on some sort of collaboration at, that guy dope. Once again, it's at that guy dope. That guy is dope. Um, Yeah, and hopefully we will find out who what fan of a team he's gonna be. Hey, you never know. Maybe one of the one of our podcast listeners might actually suggest the team for Spencer. Who knows? Who knows? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A- anything can happen, man. Any, like exactly. like Kevin Garnett once said, anything is possible. Anything is possible. All right, man. Well, take care, and we'll hopefully hear from us for next week. Yeah, As take we, care, and guys. we will preview Europa League. Okay, yeah, we'll do that one. We'll do that one next week. All right, man. Take care. All right, take it easy, guys.